Hi, hey, hello. <laughs> and welcome to Bouncing Banter. I'm Kat. And I'm Sam. And she already said Bouncing Banter, so we're going to move on. Yes, we are. That's out of order. It's like, fine. We're still working on it. I guess. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyways. You have our topic for today. Yes, I do. We are going to be talking about our D&D adventures. If you don't know what that means, it means Dungeons and Dragons. I have a coworker that doesn't know what that means, <laughs> and I have to tell her every time. And if you've never played, it's probably not what you think it is. <laughs> because it's definitely not what I thought it was. Even though I wasn't one of those people that thought it was some sort of demon summoning game. Yeah. It's not a Ouija how board. Is, how, how is it? It's, it's role play. Well, it helps you work on... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with an I. Improv? Improv. Improvisation. Yes. It. I call it a board game without a board. Basically. Except you can use a board if you want. It's an optional board game. <laughs> it's an optional board game. But yeah, it's just roleplay. You just... The cool thing about it that I like is that you decide what you want to do, but it's up to fate on how high or low of a roll you have on your dice. Which yes. is where dice come into play. But this topic probably doesn't need much, need much explanation on what the game is, considering if you're listening to this, you probably know how D&D works. Otherwise, the rest of this episode probably won't make a whole lot of sense. Because there is a lot of D&D lingo. Yeah. I feel like. Like Nat 20. Yeah, but I feel like there's enough on... There might be enough on social media for you to kind of understand. If you're confused, you can look it up. Learn. Yeah. And and if you're interested, you can always start your own D and D group. It's a lot of fun, and there are a lot more people interested than you might think. Because I have talked to people about it, and they will immediately perk up. I'm yeah, like, that's very true. I it took a little bit of like convincing me. I yeah. think because at first Jonathan met you, I was like, I don't know, and apparently I never told him I was coming. <laughs> what? Did, did you not know this? So, I thought he knew you were coming. No, he didn't. So I just kind of showed up at your house. Unannounced. Um, so, like, he invited <laughs> well, me. Well, I mean, you do that. You can do that any day you want, I, I honestly. Do, I do do that. But that's besides the point. In this instance, <laughs> I thought I was being expected. Right. And I remember he was like, I didn't think you were actually going to come. And Tyler said the same thing. <laughs> we knew you were going to come, but we kind of weren't expecting you to. Tyler wasn't. He said he wanted to invite me but figured I wouldn't come. Right. But y'all underestimate my We did. My dramatic self. I was like, I hope you come. I believe you will come. I am a very dramatic person. And also, I have done improv before. Yee! But not everyone there knew that. <laughs> but I have done improv before. And it was fun. I enjoy it. It is a little weird at first. Oh, yeah. But it is fun. Ooh. <laughs> I'm making the seat move. Okay. This is not a good plan. So, <laughs> D&D stories. Oh, my goodness. Where to start? I think the one that... And this is, like, jumping ahead into more recent events is the one that just freaks me out the most. Was when Abby kept rolling... Oh, yeah. The right number. So, how did it start? I'm pretty sure I 
You were like a gnat. Well, yeah, I want to do a stealth attack. Yeah. But we were doing initiative first, and I thought I was doing... I thought I was rolling for a, for a combat attack. Right. And then I rolled a nat 20. I was so thrilled. I was like, yes, I'm going to get to do this awesome move with my rogue self. And then realized it was just initiative. Yeah. With she, you rolled a 20 on initiative. With only one other player. Let me add, we only had two of us playing and right. then cat DMing for that one round because our other player was out of town. So right. literally, a nat 20 meant absolutely nothing in that instance. Then I roll for stealth because I'm doing a sneak attack, and I right. did, I did good on that. I I was I, I snuck up. Your on the stealth guy. was pretty good. It was pretty good. It wasn't that twenty. It's pretty yeah, good. y'all were fighting the snowmen. That's yes. right. No, no, no. This was um. That was before that. It was um the bandits. Oh yeah. So I was sneaking up behind a bandit. I did a good job. I'm all sneaky sneak, sneaking up behind him. He didn't know I was there. Then I rolled to attack. Right. That's when I got the nat one. <laughs> and horribly missed and revealed my position. Abby's turn. She decides to do some sort of attack. Was this with the bandits? Because yes. when y'all were with the bandits, y'all were... Oh, Patrick no! was there. You're right. This was the snowman. I was it was the snowman. You're right. I'm getting this confused. Because with the bandits, I was trying to sneak around and Abby followed me and revealed our position. Yeah, that's what happened with that. That's right. So this is snowman. Anyway, I'm fighting a monster. <laughs> and I fail. Now they know where I am. Abby goes to attack. She rolls a nat 20. On attack, I'm like, oh, well, this is great. I go to roll to attack. I get a low number. It's not that one, but I got a low number. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. I missed again. And then Abby's turn. And then she says, watch me roll a 14. And she did. She rolled exactly a 14. And it scared the crap out of me. It was creepy. <laughs> I, I feel like, like she it. keeps doing it too. I didn't like it. I was out of there. I was done. It was too much. That was witchcraft. She is a sorceress. She is technically a sorceress. And I was in like, this is getting too real. Too real. It was very dramatic in the moment. Oh, yeah. And it was very funny, but very scary. One of my favorite things during DD, and this is in our other group. Big campaign. I'm a little gnome in this one. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> she is a giant dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> Which we talked about in the last episode, by the way. <laughs> Anyways. My useless character. Every time we're trying to come up with a, a way to do something, first thing we both think is just, I'm gonna throw you like a football. <laughs> My Wee! default is always to throw her. Yes. Because she is tiny. She can use me as a ranged weapon. <laughs> oh, I need to do that before Ren leaves. Because she's yes. yes, you do. You need to do that in the next episode. In the next. Because you're keeping Nomel for now, Cameron. right? Yes. I am, however, switching her from Bard Rogue to Full Bard. It's going to be hardcore, man. Yes. That's another good story. That's a segue into the next really good story. I have underestimated Bards. Up until this point, now and no longer will I ever underestimate a bar. Now they scare me. <laughs> because I did not understand the intensity of their abilities. I was like, oh, they just seduce people. Like, what am, when am I going to use that? Because that's not the type of roleplay I do. I don't really care to roleplay that type of character. So I never <laughs> thought I would want to be a bard. Because I'm like, I don't 
feel like doing that. That's just like, I just, I'm bad. I can't flirt in real life. I'm not going (laughs) to do that in the game. It just doesn't work. So when Tyler in our one-off campaign that you DM'd. Yeah. And disclaimer, this is the first time I'd ever seen Tyler play a character. He was always our DM in our main campaign. Oh my gosh, this dude, I swear, pulled out a character on the spot with a full history and backstory. I love this character's introduction every time, too. Yes, he, has a, he had a very long, dramatic introduction every time he met someone. And he was a full bard. I'm like, why? I'm just thinking, why did you pick bard? They're useless. Especially for a great Gatsby party. That was the setting. Yeah. But when it comes to this door that I cannot open... Tyler, yeah, I need the a bar. This one for mine. Oh, my oh I love this. He I walks love this one. up, pulls out his drums of his many instruments he has on him, and what is it called? Thunder, thunder wave, thunder wave. He does freaking thunder wave and kills a dog. He <laughs> didn't kill the dog. He almost. He did. almost killed the dog. The two. He rangers. didn't know there was a dog on the other side of the door. My expectation was for them to collaborate to open the door and find that there was a dog there. But no. But no. Oh, no. no. The thing holding the door closed because we were weak and couldn't... We all rolled low to move the door. It was just a dog. The dog was the only thing blocking the door. And Tyler decided to do Thunder Wave. And threw a dog into the wall. Just about obliterate the dog. I mean, it would have died if we didn't have a couple rangers. Yeah. Somebody ended up healing the dog. After I slapped Tyler. After she slapped Because Tyler. I was obligated to as a ranger. Yeah. But that was that was a great moment. That was really funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. But that was when Tyler's character was like, Don't let any other rangers come up here! And, then and immediately up. he went up. That was a good moment. Oh, yeah. Ah. <sighs> I have a lot of plans for them in mind, though. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I think, okay, last thing y'all did. Y'all are, y'all are, I feel like I'm not giving y'all enough motivation to do things. So you were, Maybe. the entire time, we're just like, do I really want to do this for him? What's the reason that I'm doing this? I'm like, I can't actually oh, give you a reason. I'm following you, yeah, because I was like, what's in it for me? Am I just gonna, because I'm trying to be in character- and in character as a rogue, yeah, would be I'm not gonna just do something to be heroic. What am I gonna benefit from it? You know, right. so I'm not just gonna be like, okay, let's just skip along on the. Class. I need to start giving y'all reasons to do it, like gold and treasure. Yes, pay me. I did that with Patrick the last time. Oh yeah, that worked. Jack well. was just like, "You're gonna get treasure." He's like, "Okay, I'm doing it." That worked very well. That's so, true. I've now learned how to motivate rogues. I've just got to figure out a way to motivate the sorceress. Uh, she... <laughs> I feel like she just kind of goes along with... Yeah. Whatever. She plays the same kind of character that I usually do. Is just, I go along with whatever happens. Which, I do that, I feel like, in our larger campaign, but that's because there's so many people. Oh, there's yeah. There's no time to have disputes over every little thing. It's like, if you guys make a decision, I'll just roll with it. Right. But with Nova, in our smaller campaign, her character is based around she does whatever benefits her. Right. And so if that involves just going off and doing my own thing and leaving other people behind, yeah, whatever. But that works when you've only got three players. 
Right. And I need to read y'all's backstories. I need the other two to get theirs, but... I'm so invested in Nova. I can't find your... Really? Backstory. Like, I found Hazel's, but I can't find Nova's. I ha- Maybe... I forgot to put it on D&D Beyond. Maybe it's just in my Google Docs. Because I sent you, I think... Said, like, uh, snippets of the Google Docs? Right. Um, maybe I didn't upload it to the website. I'll have to look, because I haven't actually looked on D&D Beyond. I've, I was only looking through our texts, because oh. I feel like you sent me Snapchats, but I can't find the Snapchats. You said Snapchats. I was like, I don't have Snapchat. <laughs> I don't understand Snapchat. The seat is moving again. I tried to understand <laughs> Snapchat. It did not work. I gave up I after about five minutes. I only use it to look at the filters, honestly. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, I'm gosh, what are some other D&D one. things? That's what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another good story. Something Tyler could come up with so many from Solar alone. And he's a very good storyteller. He is. You start listening to his stories and you're like, because one of them's about like, he saw, his character saw a badger walking on two legs. And I'm like, did you actually see a badger on two legs? <laughs> you actually have to ask him because he's, he's that convincing. Oh, yeah. Like, he told the story of Faceless, which is a supposed ghost on the solar grounds. Solar grounds. And man, At Camp it, it, was, it was pretty convincing. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen some things there that don't make sense. It's weird. So Camp Rutledge is the camp that Friday the 13th is based on. Right. And the camp right across the lake from Camp Rutledge, the one that Pantheon's going to be held at, is the one that they filmed Friday the 13th at. Right. Which is cool. That's a cool place to do some role play. But why Greek mythology? I don't know, but I like it. I like, well, my idea for when I go to play is I'm going to bring in Arabella, my demigod. Um, OC. Okay. Original character. (laughs) Um, but I may have to play her as a human instead of a demigod, which is going to be... Well, isn't a, a demigod half technically human? human? They're I mean, half human and half... Greek god. Mythological god. But it's going to be interesting to play her, like actually roleplay as her, instead of just doing Arya on TikTok. Oh, I gotcha. Very interesting. Yeah. LARPing is interesting. It sounds it sounds like something I would want to go and watch. Yeah. But it's so... There's so much involved, I feel like it would be overwhelming. Because D&D is overwhelming oh, to yeah. me with eight people. So I just imagine being at a LARP event where you're fully immersed. Like, you can't... Because in D&D, you switch between playing your character and just talking as yourself. Yeah. And at LARP... It's you, like you n- have no, to be no, no. your character no, the no. entire time. You're in character, and that's it. And that's like that overwhelms me. Oh yeah, it is incredibly overwhelming. And Solar was not a good one to start with, especially now with all the crap that went down and the fact that I'm not entirely sure it's going to keep running after all the crap that went down. Oh, so like bad drama type of stuff. Yeah, it was 
bad. Whatever happened, it was bad. Like, somebody accused... I don't want to go into detail, but somebody accused somebody of pushing their daughter into something that they didn't push their daughter into, first of all. Um, Speculation and questionable things. Yeah. It was... It was a lot of just crap that went down. See, I just, I don't, I, I don't deal with that kind of stuff. When that kind of stuff is going on, I'm just like, no, this no, I'm done. Yeah, we're, we're, me and Tyler, I haven't been to Solar in a while, but Tyler had been there, like, almost every week that they had it. And how often did they have it? Like, once once or twice? Once a month. Um, but he's not going back after all that happened. So he's looking for a new one. Which is why we're going to Pantheon. I was going to say, he found a new one, or is he just trying it out to see? I think he's just trying it out, but I think he's, like, really invested in actually staying with that one. Gotcha. I personally am just trying it out. Which is why I'm hoping I get Saturday off that week. I should be able to, unless mm-hmm. there's something happening on the square. But I really hope there's nothing happening on the square. <laughs> but, um... But yeah. You know what's a really good D&D story? Y'all's first dungeon in the small group. The With the dungeon. mimic. Ah! <sighs> Patrick is a punk. Let's just he is. And I appreciate your willingness to homebrew. Yeah. And because I feel like half the stuff in my inventory for your campaign is homebrew. It is. I have so much stuff. I find a lot of stuff on Pinterest instead of going on the regular book, the original book, because I don't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I like homebrew stuff. Yeah, and it's cool, like, the variety between you, how you DM and how Tyler DMs. Because Tyler's more by the book, and you just kind of wing it. Yeah, and I like it. I like the diff- I like the, the contrast, the variety. Yeah. But yeah, the mimic. That was, that was a good time. Because me being rogue, we went into this dungeon, there were three chests. I'm a rogue, so I don't care what the other people are doing. I'm going to the, to the treasure-looking chest. And, and I went to the middle one. She she just happened to go specifically to the middle one, which was the one I was planning this to happen with. Yeah, so she kind of gives me the impression of, oh, I was hoping you wouldn't do that. And I'm like, well, too late. What are we doing? And I'm thinking, well, I have messed this up now because the DM is saying this was a bad idea. The DM says it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Unless they're just mean DMs. Unless they're just mean. But sure enough, the treasure chest was a mimic. Which reminds me of the Monster Book of Monsters from Harry Potter, but in chest form. Basically. But after... I don't remember what I tried to do to it. But then eventually... Abby... I think Abby... Jumped on it. While it's tongue, she was, was behind out. it. You were in front of it. Yeah, that's right. We said that we were gonna flank it. Yeah. So she runs around the back, but its tongue is sticking out. So I was like, "Hey, just jump on top of it," and she did, and it just bit its own tongue off. Yep. And my first response is, "I want the tongue." I don't know <laughs> it why. Was amazing. I don't know why I thought that, but my first thought was, "I need it," and I gave it to her and because. And it's like a sticky hand. It is. It's a giant sticky tongue. And it's awesome. Because later, Patrick. Yeah. Here's where things get punkish with him. He's a punk. (laughs) So he goes and tries to look in a sack to see what's in it. And it had something. 
not too substantial, but worth something in it. And he set off a booby trap. No, that was the first one he opened is the one he got the orb out of. He got the orb. So he got a substantial item out of that thing, but he set off a booby trap. That Which was poison gas. Him some damage to his yeah. health. And this room is mirrored. There's another sack on the other side of the room. So it's pretty apparent that one's probably rigged too. What does he do after he loses health? <laughs> I'm gonna go to the other one! And uh, then he runs, course. and this is a pressure plate. He runs over to the other one, about to set off the pressure plate. So what do I do with my Mimic Tongue sticky hand? I snatched that thing right out of him. So I took it from across the room, used sticky hand, whipped it over, <laughs> took the sack, took the stuff inside. And it was that the, was the one you got the pendant out the of. Pendant, and that was pretty cool. I was like, yeah. So rogue against to, rogue. I have a way to make the pendant work too. It's gonna be interesting. I'm excited. That's gonna be cool. I need to add it to my inventory because I forgot about it and I don't know if I have my notes. Either. So, if you want a name for it, it's called the sunlight pendant. Ooh. Okay. Sounds interesting. It, it's not an actual item in the game, but well, homebrew, homebrew. I have an idea for it. But I was proud of that moment. As a rogue, snatching it out of... Well, not out of his hands. He hadn't quite reached it yet. But I knew what he was doing. Right. And I was also just trying to save his butt from not dying from yeah. losing more health. Yeah, but you guys start off with very little health. Yeah, he was a level one at the time. Yeah. Y'all are technically level two now. I don't yes. think y'all updated that. Oh, I have. They haven't. <laughs> they haven't. Hmm. Anyways, they need to update it so that it's level three, and I need Ooh. to manage... Yeah, because y'all just got through the Christmas mm. session, which means milestone. Um, Y'all should be level three next. I'm going to make it a lot harder for y'all to reach level four, though. Mm. So, at least we won't be as prone to die. That's, that is very oh, true. Speaking of, you whispered to me in this last session... That you fudged a roll. I did. Why did you fudge a roll? Because it was going to be very, very bad. What? Because it is the only weapon he has. He was put. He put. He so Patrick put the weapon. He put his short sword in the door to wedge it open. He had a probability of breaking said sword. It's punk. I rolled a twenty <gasps> on the on the hundred die. Oh. I rolled a I rolled a twenty on the one hundred die. Which means that his probability of breaking it was very high at that point. He would have broken it. But I fudged the roll because I didn't want him to break his only weapon that he has. Oh, I wish it would have broken. Because next my, time it will. My character would have just not helped him and not given him any of my <laughs> weapons. Because I have multiple. You do. I have at least one, maybe two short swords and a crossbow. And some poison bolts. I am yes. loaded. You are playing the rogue very well. He doesn't have that many weapons. He has a he has a bow and arrow and some arrows. And he's terrible at shooting. And a short sword. And he almost broke his short sword. Mm -hmm. So he's a he rogue using a short that. sword instead of his lock picking kit. That's right. He has he has a lock picking kit. All oh my. She had a I'm gonna give him a locked kit. door next time and see what he does. <laughs> Please! Oh my gosh, he doesn't know how to use his inventory. I see. They're still very new to the but, game. See, I'm but... myself. I'm saying this is someone who has played 
for, gosh, almost a year now. Right? Oh my gosh, it's been that long. It has, it's weird. I don't think I realize it's been that long. But yeah, I've been playing for almost a year now, so I am, I'm not going to say I'm not a noob. I'm going to say I'm competent to an extent. Yeah. To where I can help out to new players and kind of take the lead. Yeah. In what's going on when they're clueless. And also taking notes. Oh, yeah. I figured I was going to have to take notes. You're probably the only one taking notes. Abby's, Abby's taking, taking some. some. I figured I would need to... like. Patrick just gets distracted so easily. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's a puppy. He's he like is! A, he's like a lost puppy. But it's kind of adorable. I but. figured we need someone to take notes when... As someone who knows what kind of notes need to be taken. Right. Because when I first started playing, I didn't understand why people were taking notes. Right. Even though I Travis still don't said, take notes as a player, but I it helps me a lot. Just because that's how I think through things and that's how I listen is by I repeating just, it. I just listen and there are some things that I will forget, but the way that I remember things is by listening to the recordings and understanding like gotcha. like maybe listening to a recording of the session before going into the next one. Well that makes sense. But I the best way that I can it also helps me focus. Right. Because... Yeah, because people get distracted so easily. Especially when you're trying to play with eight people. Oh, yeah. Eight people is insane. It's hard. It's not recommended. It's fun, but it's hard, and it's just... It's longer between your turns, obviously. Yeah. Or and there's just, a lot of arguing between people. Arguing. 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 Yeah, it's hard to I was burping in the, the middle of that, age. so... <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you've got, like, all these different backgrounds and all these different classes of There's, characters. like, three rogues right now. How? Within a group of eight people. There were. There were, like, five were. at first. I think oh some people gosh. changed. That is too many. Yeah. So some people had to change from a rogue to something okay, else. Okay, that seems like a My common problem. My aunt needs a new character instead of playing Princess Amy. Right. Because she took over her daughter's character when her- Because her daughter is ten now. And, and she just can't sit still that long. She doesn't. I mean, I she may be a little ADHD, but like so was I at that age. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, she I just still wants am. to play. She just wants to go out and run around and doesn't want to sit down for five hours. Right. Way more. Which which is why I I like that somebody made a kid friendly version of D and D. Yeah, which is cool. Where they can like draw their own character on their sheet and everything. It's really cool looking. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's so cool. But it seems like having too many rogues is a common problem with people. Yeah. Yeah, because y'all, within three people, there's two rogues on y'all. I know! Because okay. Patrick had to be a punk. I was so excited. Well, okay, no, I won't, I won't call him a punk for that because he offered to not be a rogue when he understood what was going on. So I was excited to play a rogue in your campaign. Yeah. Because... There were too many in our And you made one. your character before the others made theirs. Yeah, and I wanted to just try out being a rogue because we only ha- we had new characters to play in a new campaign and it was different. So I'm like, yeah, I've got my and I like I had a, all my backstory. I was already like I was invested before the other two even made their characters. Yeah. And so I'm helping Patrick because he doesn't even know how to make a character. He didn't put a lot of effort into the name, no offense to him, <laughs> but it's hard to name characters. It is. But I was like, look, you can be a fighter or a barbarian and suggesting things that would make sense for him. And I was like, and you not can a really be a barbarian, like a barbarian orc. 
would be great. Yeah. That would be very useful. A big, strong person because I am a little earth genasi. I like that he's a tiefling, though, because that makes a lot sense. A tiefling works. Yeah, he he was excited about the tiefling. That, that, that'll be useful. But then he's like, oh, I want to be a rogue. And I just facepalm. She facepalmed like, so hard. don't want I really did. I was like, please don't be a rogue. And he's like, oh, I can do something different. Let me change. I was like, no, it's fine. If you just... Just, just do what you want to do. do. It. It's fine. Everything's fine. I make it work. You have two rogues and a sorcerer. It's an interesting. He should have been a bard. I gave him a bard in a jar in the last campaign. I don't think he would play a bard well. I really he think probably, he really wouldn't. Barbarian tiefling or barbarian orc would have been. I think Abby him. would be a good bard though. Yeah, I she's just doing she, bard. she is she is a character a lover. I'm still trying to process that it. It's been like ten months of play, of me playing D and D because yeah. it was last March. It was because <sighs> it was around the time we that started. We started I, around January, and you kind of jumped in. Yeah, what? That was really. That's when you guys started. I think we started within January. So I've been playing. Been for doing years. this forever. We have done other D and D things with other people, like um, our friend Aaron. We did mm-hmm. one session with him. And then we did a session with my aunt and uncle. Um, that one was interesting. Aveline was in that one. She she was a goofball that entire time. <laughs> she played a cat character oh. and was just, she's either stealing something or she kept talking about drinking vodka. And I was like, honey, why? You're nine. You're, you are nine years old. What are you doing? Anyways. And we're running out of time. We are. As our D&D adventures over the past year are running out of time, so we're panicking again. Okay, bye!